You can send me a message through my website, which is thecountrywriter.com, where you can also buy one of my books, including my latest, a book of puns called Puns for Grown People. This week, quality screen time. The earliest movie I remember seeing at the drive-in was called Fantastic Voyage. If you haven't seen that one, it's essentially Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, only they weren't kids and it wasn't a comedy. A group of American scientists and a submarine were shrunk to microscopic size and injected through a syringe into a Russian scientist to save his life. Pretty heady stuff for a kid in footed pajamas sitting in the back seat of a 60-model Buick. That was one of the best things about going to the drive-in. You could go as you were. No one else cared. Also, you weren't forced to sit in a theater seat. A LeSabre was hands down more comfortable than a folding seat with a light film of popcorn butter on it. According to a July 27, 2020 report from NPR, someone who didn't like the seats in movie theaters is responsible for the drive-ins we all grew up with. Her name was Donna Hollingshead. She was a large lady and, for obvious reasons, was not comfortable in movie theater seats. So she asked her son Richard to do something about it. Maybe a way to see a movie from an automobile, she suggested. He complied with a projector on top of his car and a sheet tied up between some trees. From this minimal beginning, the drive-in theater was born in the state of New Jersey. Some 30 years after the first drive-in, I sat, glassy-eyed, staring over the back seat of my mother's car at a movie that was quite a bit above my level. The tinny sound of the speaker that hung from the driver's window made the actors on the screen sound as if they were in a well. But it was fun. Fun enough that returning to the drive-in on my own became a frequent excursion during my teen years. Big reason for that was cost. My friends and I could pile into one car for a dollar. If there were only two of us, it was a quarter each to get in. Like walk-in movie theaters, they make their money on the concessions. Hot dogs seemed to make more sense when you went to the drive-in. They were easier to handle there than in a theater. So were the gigantic pickles, oversized boxes of popcorn, and candies. Also, unlike seats in a theater, most cars then had a place to put your cup while you ate. All you had to do was open the glove box and let the door down. The automakers had put at least one, often two, spots where you could put your cup. If it was summertime, whether you were at the drive-in in Ashdown, Arkansas, Texarkana, DeQueen, Nash, or another location, a mosquito coil was mandatory. Mosquito coils were also sold at the concession stand. They resembled a burner on an electric stove. You could set one in the ashtray, light it, and enjoy the distinct aroma that only a mosquito coil can produce. Nothing like the smell of a good old hot dog and a eucalyptus mosquito coil. I guess that mosquito coils actually worked, but it seemed that regardless of whether you used one or not, the mosquito armadas were constantly attacking from all sides. That's why the fall and spring were really the best time to go to the drive-in. 
Often, the movie you'd see at the drive-in was one that hadn't done that well in the theater, so it quickly went over to the drive-in, much like today when a film doesn't do so hot and it winds up for a buck ninety-nine on the Internet. However, that wasn't always the case. The Way We Were with Robert Redford and Barbara Streisand and Animal House with John Belushi are two I saw for the first time at a drive-in. Texarkana, Arkansas had a large drive-in. I recall watching Belushi in the National Lampoon cast during a, an especially cold winter night with a couple of my buddies. A few years later, we took my oldest to a drive-in located in Nash, Texas, near Texarkana. For a couple of dollars a car, you could take as many people as you wanted. Again, they made most of their money from selling food. I don't recall the film we took my son to, but I do remember thinking about my first drive-in movie as we dressed him for the trek to the drive-in theater. He had Spider-Man-footed pajamas and a pallet in the back of our station wagon. As the credits rolled, a voice came on the window speaker, as it always did. Thank you for coming. Please leave at the exit. And don't forget the speaker. Thank you. Every trip to the drive-in back then was indeed a fantastic voyage. I'm John Moore. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. I hope you have a great rest of the week. God bless.